everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD. It's JD. Too many it's cooks. Too JD. many cooks. Oh, no. Too many cooks. Yep. Well, no spoilers. That's what we're watching today. Uh, we watched <laughs> well, it was in the title of the episode. If cooks. they didn't know, man, it's they're in trouble. Maybe they didn't click. <laughs> Maybe they thought we were just going to talk about like too many people being collaborative on a project and how to avoid that. Um, too many cooks. This is the the section of Spooktober where we decided to do Adult Swim, and one of them is too many cooks. Too many cooks. Uh, the short film that caused a mental breakdown. Uh, so let's get into it, shall we? Jenny, I would like. Do we have any housekeeping I, I, we have to take care I of? Would, yes, there is some housekeeping that needs to be done. I would oh, like no. to be very clear that the moment Michelle mentioned to me the fact that this movie had been involved in a very difficult time in her life, I absolutely gave her the option to not do this episode. And now here yep. we are. For the record, JD told told me I I could I could veto it, but no, this is what I live for. No, she would rather okay. she would rather put herself through this hell so then she could blame it on me and throw me under the bus. I know. It's it's no, pretty I great. On you. Honestly, I, I have it on to me. It's look. Entirely... I, I I'm 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 angry that it was at my expense, but I have to admire your skill. Game recognized game. You know what I mean. <laughs> I think if anything, I'm torturing myself. This is what I do. Um, if you haven't tuned in before, usually we watch Shutter. Today we watched Nightmare uh, Shorts from Adult Swim. Yeah. So this is our third and our last one, but also the one that had the biggest effect on me. There is not going to be a spoiler-free section. This is going to be spoiler. What's the opposite of free? Spoiler expensive. This is going to be the spoiler expensive uh, part of this. If you haven't seen too many cooks, go watch it. Google it, YouTube it, whatever you got to do. Um, If you look up too many cooks, of spoilers, you will see it. Um, Quick synopsis in case you haven't seen too many (laughs) cooks. It is the intro of a 90s show. Except it just keeps going and going and going. And then it becomes other intros to other 90s sitcoms. And there's a sci-fi one. And there's a White House one. And there's like the superhero one uh, where she's just spinning for a very long time. There's also a guy named Bill who's murdering people. And now it's getting very meta. And the people are now the credits. And they're screaming below the, the letters as they're going about their lives. Um, and then there's like five seconds of an actual sitcom. And then the end credits roll. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, look, guys. Uh, this more than uh, more than anything, um, it does have some gory moments, uh, and some some really bizarre shit. There are a couple of scenes that are specifically referencing horror movie tropes. Uh, but honestly, if if there's any of these that you haven't seen that I would ab- absolutely recommend you check out, it would have to be this one. This it, this fucking movie does more things in 11 minutes than I was ever prepared for. Uh, it, uh, it, do, like, like Michelle said, it starts out as like a, like a full house 90s sitcom. There's a, it transitions into like a, like a law and order kind of thing at one point. There's the G.I. Joe bit. Uh, that woman spinning around is a direct reference to uh, the old Wonder Woman show with Linda Hamilton. Uh, or Linda Carter, rather, excuse me, Linda Hamilton is from a Terminator. Uh, this short is 
fucking chaos incarnate. Holy shit. Uh, also, by the way, did you say that guy with the machete's name is Bill? Yeah. I'm pretty sure his name is Broth, Michelle. Mm. I'm pretty sure well, his I name is Broth. I would go look at the cast. Like, because you remember so when they go into many. the into the sci-fi uh, one that's kind of like a Battlestar Galactica looking thing? Uh, they talk about how they're they're called uh, like the space people, like the soldiers are cooks, and it's like an acronym. And then their enemy is Broth, B R O T H. Oh, uh, he's just the killer on on IMDb. Oh. So maybe he has a couple names. That's fair. I could have swore oh, he was. Well, the actor's name is William. Tokarski, so maybe that's where I got Bill. From. That could be, yeah, for sure. I, uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm seeing that here. I don't see him referred to specifically as broth. That may be something that I picked up uh, anecdotally uh, along the way. So, I, or uh, it's just another thing they threw in there, right? Uh, I don't, I, I don't even really know how to talk about this. It is. Oh, I got stuff. Okay, I got things to say. Then you go right ahead, Michelle. Okay. I loved this, by the way. That's the only thing. I, I don't know what to say except this is glorious chaos. I wish I had been there to actually watch this as it happened the first time. They just dropped this on an unsuspecting public at like 3 o'clock in the morning one night. And I wish I had been there to experience it. Uh, this is fucking insanity in the best way. And other than that, I don't have any idea how to talk about it. Well, I just want to say why it caused a mental breakdown for me nine years ago. It showed up at a very inopportune time. Uh, so, um, in 2008, I was in a car accident and I broke my brain. Um, my chair seat whatever flew forward and the seatbelt was attached to that so I was buckled in but I still broke a windshield open with my face and had to get jaws of life out while I was passed out because I was knocked unconscious I had several uh dreams I guess of myself living alternate realities so when I came to and I did not remember who I was um, but I did remember all these past lives that I had lived while knocked out unconscious after this car accident. That was a traumatic moment for me as things started coming back. And I tried to remember, like, what is reality for three weeks? Uh, if I slept when I woke up, it was very much a 51st dates uh, situation where I would forget things and it would take me a while to uh, to catch on to like, oh, yeah, this is my reality. OK, good. Um, I developed uh, petite mal uh, seizures and I would sometimes black out and people would have to remind me what was going on. Um, I hated driving because sometimes I would black out while driving and just forget where I was going and I would have to pull over to the side. So awful, awful time. Uh, right before Too Many Cooks came out, uh, I had... <laughs> This is so fucking stupid. Uh, at the dentist, I had a bad reaction to Novocaine and uh, nitrous oxide. Don't know what happened. They, it knocked me out. I hallucinated. I have never been a drug person. I am fine with other people was, doing it. I, uh -oh, I, was, I, was, I don't mean to interrupt, Michelle, but I, I know exactly yeah. what the fuck happened. You took Novocaine and, and fucking laughing gas all at the same time. That's what happened. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, I, I'd never done any type of thing that would make me hallucinate. Um, but I got knocked out and I had the worst drug trip of my life and the only drug trip of my life. And I had nothing 
to reference that too, because none of my friends at the time had ever had any sort of drug trips, so they couldn't tell me what was going on. So I was convinced that the God that had sent me back uh, from the car accident and gave me another life to live was mad at me. Um, I had a panic attack that lasted basically three weeks. Uh, luckily, I got into therapy. I got medication. Everything got better because I started realizing, oh, that's what drugs can do. But because it happened at the dentist office, I was like, no, that that was a sign. Something awful was happening. And now it's like kind of embarrassing to talk about. But at the time, I was traumatized. So I have developed this huge fear that everything I'm living is a lie, that I am living in a simulation, or that someday I will wake up from this reality and be in another reality because I have experienced that after my 2008 really bad car accident where I woke up convinced I had been living a different reality up to that moment and not remembering who I am. So I have this huge fear that it will happen again. So right after my terrible dentist drug trip, I was at a get together with some friends and they said, you have to check out this thing called Too Many Cooks. And uh, it just kept going. And I disassociated so hard. Um, the part where these people are trapped, not moving as a man is moving towards them to murder them. And then it becomes slowly like they're running between like the sets and other people are frozen in time. I was like, oh my God, is this what's happening to me? I had this spiral, this terrible spiral of like, is this the reality I'm going to wake up to? Is this the message that's being sent to me from the God I angered when I was at the dentist? It was horrifying. Um, I had a complete panic attack. I was already getting over the three week long dentist panic attack. When this second panic attack happened, it was a very dark time in my life. And my friends, God love them all, uh, thought it was hilarious to put on too many cooks randomly when they were hanging out with me. So I would be sitting in another room and here it takes a lot to make a stew. And I'd be like, and they'd just be laughing and I'm like I will be in another room until this is done and then they would pause it and I'd come out of the room and they'd continue playing it um that was a really good time uh I have now gone through a lot of exposure therapy with too many cooks I watched it a lot so that it no longer bothered me uh in any way that it should not bother people. Um, we actually watched it at a convention together last year. I took a Xanax and we put it on after our uh, spooky movie section was over. And then we watched uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which would have also been a good one to include in our Spooktober shorts because the one where he walks out and then he's looking at the crew and realizes like this entire thing has been a film, that also horribly triggered me. Anything that makes me question my own reality is like the scariest thing to me. And I don't talk about it often because I also feel like I shouldn't talk about this. I shouldn't tell people like one of my biggest weaknesses, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I can tell people like I was super messed up for a while because my brain broke. Like it, it broke. I don't have any, like any other thing to say about it. Like I had a very hard time figuring out who I was again. And now anytime I'm remi reminded like, hey, remember those other lives you lived? I'm like, Yep, still very vividly and still very bizarre. Brains are very, very weird things. I'm just going to hope that the reality I live in right now is the correct one because I love my dog and my four cats and I would hate to lose them and wake up someplace else. If I still have the dog and the four cats, then I guess maybe the husband, then I'm fine. 
That's uh, that's an intense fucking story. Uh, yeah, that's hey. why I wasn't opposed to doing this one because, like, hey guys, I don't talk about it. Uh, uh, thank God, uh, a lot of things have changed in in recent years. Uh, but in case you weren't sure, uh, if your friends tell you that something legitimately traumatizes them. It's mm-hmm. not funny to torment them with it. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I say this admitting full well to having been that person on more than one occasion same. and the yep. same thing being done back to me. Guys, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I can yeah, see no, why it, you would definitely have... something. Yeah, nine years ago, it would have been hilarious to torment your friends. Oh, I feel God. like now those same friends, they still think it's funny to put on too many cooks, but I'm not as affected by it now. Right. Um. So and like send me memes and stuff. And now I can like kind of laugh along with them. But back then it was horribly, horribly traumatizing. And uh, but that was also the norm just nine years ago to be like, oh, this causes a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Let's make them experience a panic attack every oh, yeah. time we hang out with them. Yeah, uh, thank God the world is a uh, changing because it's uh, it's definitely for the better. Uh, no uh, no judgments here. Just keep that in mind, guys. Come on, but uh, no, uh, please I, do I, not start saying me too many cooks. I am desensitized to it, which is why I'm able to talk right. about it. Because if this had been nine years ago, I never talked about this when I was doing stand up comedy or anything. Because we lived in a world where people would do that to me. Oh, yeah. And this I, would, I wouldn't have been knowing, able to handle it nine years look, ago. Look, having, having yeah. a, a, an inside, close, personal awareness of the Fargo-Moorhead comedy scene at that time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You This would have been used to torment you for years going forward. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yep. And now I'm I'm definitely, like, way more healed. And even, like, the idea of living in a simulation isn't, like, a... Te- well, it's still, like, my biggest fear i guess you could say but now it's like oh that's an interesting concept and one that i like to think about and that i hope isn't real but like that's why i'm comfortable talking about now like if i see that as a a thing in a movie it doesn't set me off like it did when i was recovering from terrible brain injury (laughs) sure uh with all of that in mind michelle let me ask you this this is the big interesting question that's really floating around for me uh after all of that unfortunate personal association with your your experience are there any specific things about this film that you were or at least now are able to enjoy any specific things that that are 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 good moments or things that you thought were well done here? Yeah, I honestly when we get to the scoring section this is getting a 5 for me. Um it was oh, not nice. an enjoyable time for I think, me. Yeah, I think when you just gave it a 5 I, and so did I. Fives both ways. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, because um, this is something that now I can appreciate it and it doesn't trigger me like it used to. Um, And it is it's something that I don't want to watch for fun because I never know, like, is this going to be a bad mental health day? And this is the thing that's going to cause my stupid spiral and my brain's going to be mad at me. Um, So, like, I never want to, like, really tempt it. But there's so much about this that I think if I hadn't been in such a dark, vulnerable spot, and this just happened to be the thing that set me off when I was already in a bad, bad mental place, um, I think I would have really enjoyed it in the way that everybody else did. Um, I think this would have made me laugh so hard when it just kept continuing, and I do remember enjoying it 
for a little bit before it started making me panic. Um, so there, there's so much. I do like kind of this dumb humor type of stuff. Also, <laughs> Casper Kelly, writer, director of this, has done some things that I fucking love. Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell is one of my current favorite TV shows. Uh, Squid Billies uh, and uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Harvey Birdman and Turning at Law. These are all Casper Kelly series. Yeah. And I love his other work. So he also I know- did uh, the uh, uh, Adult Swim Yule Log uh, that became yes. the horror feature oh, film, The Fireplace. Uh, which, a- exactly. as I recall, I didn't go back and, and, and re, uh, reread our, our discussion of it from the Ghoul blog on the We Watch Shutter website. Be sure to check that out, guys. Uh, but uh, as memory serves, there were things about it that I really, really enjoyed. There were some things about it that didn't quite work for me. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, what he does that I find so fascinating just because it's the kind of thing I could never do because it requires juggling so many lines of attention but he layers so many different things on top of each other and and can take six or seven different threads and weave them all through each other and and maintain them all uh really in, like there is I again I've seen too many cooks probably 20, 30 times. God, I, I don't even know. I just today watched it again before we sat down to record this, and I'm still either finding things that I never saw before or things that I at least saw at one point and then completely forgot. The killer shows up within, like, the first 30 seconds of this movie. He's not even fully... He's in every scene. He's not, uh, he's not fully on screen, though, and that's why I never saw him there until today. He looks like a curtain in the corner on the side of the shot. And then I realized, fuck, that's the sweater and jacket that dude's been wearing, and there's a hand down there. It's not like a dingly, like a dangly thing. He's fucking everywhere. It's so dense and wild and weird, and I, god damn, I love it. It's so good. I really hope someday... Um we're probably past the point where if this existed, it would be out already, but I would love a making of too many cooks for sure. Like how this was plotted out, how the cast had to prepare for all these different things, how they made sure that they were like keeping their story consistent. I would love to just see a picture of the, the full storyboard layout for this mm-hmm. thing. Show me their scene by scene note card chart on the fucking bulletin board. It's gotta be madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> like one of those murder boards with all yeah. the strings going back and forth yeah. and things where they're like, snarf's in this part, so we have to make sure that he's got uh, this thing me. to hint at excuse this me. thing. That's smarf with an M, not snarf oh. with an N to be, uh, is definitely not the copyright uh, owned character from that other property that we won't name. He Man? <laughs> is Snarf? Uh, I, I think uh, Snarf, I, I believe, was remember. Thundercats. Thundercats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I pictured the guy, but he looked like He Man, but don't they all look like He Man in the 80s? Get Big the muscle fuck guy. out of here. Don't they all look Big like He Man in the 80s? I will. What doesn't look like He Man in the 80s? Have you seen stuff from the 80s? Uh, yeah, uh, Thundercats doesn't, Silverhawks doesn't, Teenage Mutant Ninja Freddy Turtles Kruger doesn't. Freddy Krueger looks just like He-Man. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just like He-Man. Transformers, just like He-Man. I think my brain's still broken now that I think about it. It may well be. Maybe I need to go back to my neurologist. Saying things like Thundercats just like He-Man makes me... Have you ever seen a Voltron cartoon, Michelle? No. Jesus. That's one of the Transformers, right? Uh, Well, no, it's the one with the lion robots that turn into... (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. Have you seen Gummy Bears? No, yeah. that's yeah. A good with the gummy bear juice, gummy show. bears bouncing here and Jumping there and everywhere, everywhere. Great I fucking show. Yeah, I, I, I know all about that the was fucking one of the gummy things bear I would, juice. That was one of the things I put on to recover from when I was having panic attacks about too many cooks. Oh, that sweet. and the Wiggles. I was a good. I put on the Wiggles a lot. Like apparently, anti too many cooks is the Wiggles. That was a good full circle how you did that, Michelle. I appreciate that. Well done. Michelle, I just realized Uh, that uh, uh, Brandon Christensen, the director of The Puppet Man, replied to our tweet about that movie with some (laughs) thoughts that I need to go and read. So we should probably wrap this up. Oh, no. Say goodnight, Michelle. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please don't be mad at me, Brandon. No, it's good. It's real good, actually. I I got a little... God damn it. I should have done this a different way. No, I promise. He's just clarifying some things in the plot. Uh, uh, regarding okay. it, but he, uh, he was very. It, it, let's just go read it together. You guys can re- go read it too. It's out there on Twitter. You can see what Brandon Christensen had to say. <laughs> Michelle gets so worried when people whose movies we have talked about listen especially to when us I gave talk a 1.5. about their movies, especially one. I feel you did a very solid job of defending why the movie didn't work for you. And not oh, destro- not claiming it was <laughs> terrible or bad or any of that. Okay. Anyway, guys, I've now that I've made Michelle the most anxious she's ever been since too many cooks. Too many cooks. <laughs> Say goodnight, Michelle. Who- oh God. Good night, Michelle. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.